right. We're doing it. Doing it with my bro. Are we actually recording? Yeah. Oh, this hello. is it. Okay. Four weeks strong. Four weeks strong. Hello, and welcome to Shooting the Shit Show. It is episode four on June 8th. Oh, I thought you were going to continue the number like 400. Like, it's no. not, though. No, it's not. But it's just four. It's just regular four. I don't want to lie to the people. No, but I thought you were going to. I was like, Eric, don't fucking lie to these people. I'm not going to. It's not in my character. In one month. <laughs> one month from today, Connor. From this very day. From this very fucking What's going to happen one month from today? We're going to Common Ground Festival in Lansing, Oh, my Michigan. God. That's correct. We'll be seeing brand new... Say anything. Preach. Braid. On oh my God. the day that No Coast comes out. No Coast is the first album Braid has released in 16 years. It's kind of a big fucking deal, people. We're going to see them on the day that they release their first album in 16 years. So, um, after July 8th, I'm not talking to any of you again. The world is ending on July 8th mm-hmm. for Connor, myself, and Michael. Yeah. It's going to end. It's going down. So the last episode's going to be one month from today. <laughs> We're going to get eight strong ones out of there. Eight strong eps. Yep. Strong, eight strong eppies. <laughs> We're calling them eppies again? No, I'm calling them eppies. I can't. No, fuck you. Yeah. Fair enough. What do you want to talk about? I didn't prepare a single goddamn thing I don't know, today. man. Are you ready to shoot the shit? Show. <laughs> okay um i watched i think it was yesterday i don't know days kind of melt together in the summer for me but i watched a documentary on netflix um i think it's called like i escaped a cult yo something like that dude shit is fucked up in our world did you know this <laughs> just, like just the general concept did yeah. i know that yeah that i didn't know Tell me some specific fucked up shit that I might not in know about. America, okay. in our country, in the country we live in, Connor, mm-hmm. there is a group called. Oh shit! I shouldn't have said that. Um, it's like the FLDS or FDLS. I'm not sure exactly which one because I wasn't paying attention to acronyms when I was watching it. Sure, you don't know what it stands for then either. Uh, I can't remember. Fucking good, are you then? <laughs> I don't know. No, no good at all. <laughs> anyway. There is a group of polygamists. These people are like practicing polygamy Mm -hmm. in these towns that are made specifically for them. Mexico or no Colorado city is a place that is strictly polygamists and any only only polygamists. Yeah. Yo, I know shit, dude. Yeah. So this town is like full of polygamists. Anytime an outsider comes into this town, they fucking trail them. And, like, watch them. They had, like, cameras, and people were, like, covering their face and shit. Women, like, they look like they're dressed in, like, um, I'm not sure how to describe it other than they look, like, Amish, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. Amish traditional type of dressing. Like, dress, dresses, at least. They don't wear the, the hats or... I'm not sure what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, these people are, like, super just, like, closed, guarded, and... They have all these rules, like, you are, like, when you're in this church, you're, like, in this fucking church. You have no other life. 
and they brainwash people. They brainwash Because why wouldn't they? No, and they do it. It's called, uh, shit, what is it called? It's like love something. I'm not sure. But what basically what it is, is they, when they first, when the people first come into the group, they like over love them. They like, everybody seems like they're super happy. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, it's the best place in the world. And then the longer that you're in it, they slowly like let out who they really are. Like they ask things of you and they demand things of you. And if you don't do it, then you're like not holy in God's eyes or whatever. Have you seen Martha Marcy May Marlene? <laughs> I have Mar Mar Maymar. Yeah, yeah, Mar Mar Maymar. Yeah, I've totally seen that. It's yeah, fucking. That's what yeah. I'm making. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That was a great fucking movie, dude. It's a good fucking movie. John Hawks. Song. John Hawks. Dude, that John Hawks song was like mm, hit me home. Yeah. Anyway, um, so these people like they and from basically what I gathered from the documentary is that this church is made up of old douchebags that want to have a lot of wives and think that they are holier than other people. (laughs) And basically I like this. This was one of the aspects of it. The, uh, the like elders would like separate the young boys and the young girls because they wanted, because the young boys were competition for the older men. Oh boy! Yeah. Okay. They wanted all these young wives. All right. These young kids. Like, okay. Listen like, here, old <laughs> cult dudes. Fucking quit it. Shit, That's right? disgusting, and you're awful, and you gotta stop. Not right. But uh, there's there's a bunch of these like that and that's like a like that's a division of the Mormon Church like they were mm. part of the Mormon Church. Bad before, look Mormon Church before polygamy was well they they're not like a part of it anymore. But after they made polygamy illegal, they uh, like split off and formed their own thing. But these people like still fucking believe in this shit, dude. It's 2014. It's 2014. This is still happening. That's like such a strange concept too. just like people who think that they are like holier and that they need to segregate themselves from the rest of the world. Yeah. That's like like a real cons like a complex. That's like really strange, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure what that mindset is. Like if you're just born into it, I get it. But like denying yourself of everything, what kind of life is that? Not a good one. I assume, I guess. I don't know. I don't live that life. Maybe it's awesome. Maybe you'll feel fucking great every day. Yeah, it's possible. And then, uh, like, they were, like, um, there, were this, there was this other group that, um, and that was just one of them. There was other, like, people in this documentary. There was this other group where, like, <laughs> these these people led these this group, and they were, like, dressed in, like, this, like, combat gear, and they were, like, trying to raise up an army. And, like, they encouraged their kids, or they encouraged, like, their people to, like, beat their kids anytime they like made a sound or were nope. disobedient like they made them like slap their kids with a belt in they fact, made a sound yeah, every they, time they made a sound they made a, yeah anytime they made a sound yeah fuck like they wanted them to be quiet and obedient and they're like you need to punish your kids you need to beat them with a belt and these people were like i was forced to beat my child with a belt in fact the more you did it in public the more you reprimanded your children in public the better standing you got in the, with the elders in the church. Yeah, I don't... Too. Like, I just don't even know what to say. I'm just so fucking disappointed. Me too, dude. You get, you should really watch it. It's pretty interesting, but... Um, 
this one guy actually uh, developed like a really close relationship after like a certain occurrence. Like she would like this, this lady was crazy. She would just go on rants and this is like the, the elder lady of the church. She's like one of the leaders. Like there was this dude and his wife at mm-hmm. this place and the wife would like just go on these crazy rants preaching. Um, but she would just point at this guy uh, randomly and she'd be like, you, you have the demon of rebellion in you. Oh, my God. And then she would go to this guy, put her sweaty-ass palm on his forehead, and start shaking his head and, like, casting the demon out. And this dude's, like, buying into it. He's, like, convulsing on the ground and, like, started, like, swearing and just, like, his kids were, like, holding him down. And, like, he was just, like, fucking convulsing on the ground. Can you imagine, like, what brings a person to that? Like, how can a person get so caught up in something... That's that, that they like lose control. I don't know, but I bet it's, it feels fucking awesome. I, it's like, like even I, when I was religious, when I went to church and everything and followed the Lord and all that, when that was going on, I had moments where I really thought I was like connecting with God. Did you? No, never. No, no, I did. And I'm I not do sure. now have moments that I am like connecting to something bigger though. Yeah. Me too, and I'm going to talk about that later, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, like, <laughs> um, when I was in church when I was younger, I, if there's, like, a good pastor that's, like, really, like, and I was one of the kids that actually, like, fucking listened in church and didn't just, like, fuck around. Yeah, I, I was until I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But that was when I was kind of phoning it in at church, just because yeah. I still liked playing music there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, like, after I realized about like after i realized that i didn't want to follow that anymore i stopped yeah i mean i still listened but i stopped listening like i was listening before like i mm-hmm. was listening to it as the truth before and afterwards i was listening it because i was a total like i believed in god and everything and um not that's not to say that i don't believe in god now i don't believe in the christian god i believe that there is a higher power though wow we are just going right for it aren't we <laughs> it, it happens <laughs> shooting the shit the god shit the god that shit. god shit we, that smelly smelly we god don't shit trifle with low subjects nope here. not talking about the major issues nope we're, we're not talking about, about boobs we're not talking about that's petty we're not talking petty. about conspiracy theories we might do that those are interesting sometimes those are pretty interesting uh, but we're not doing it right now not right now right now you're getting the good stuff the god stuff boom we're exercising your mind brains people mind brains anyway um but yeah it was it's it's insane that kind of effect that you can get and i don't know if it's just being caught up in the moment but just breathing directly into the mic is that just really yeah it's like a it's supposed to be calming like a white noise machine (laughs) no but yeah it's uh Oh, I'm sorry. How about you pre- you prepare a list next time, and then we'll just talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> but I would have to be, like, reminded to do that. Like, get on my ass be like, hey, Connor, make a fucking list, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk about how fun it is to try to think of other names to write down for songs on the set list. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just want, I'm not really talk about, it. I just wanted to mention it 
because it's my pride and joy because I get to write down the set list on our little whiteboard because it's right by the drum set. And I like I try to be creative and I just want you to know that I'm do it for you. Yeah, I can read some of them if you want. I would like that. I would like you to read your um, top eight favorites. That's right. a joke because there's eight songs on the set list, you guys. <laughs> I'll read you like my top four. Okay. Um, number four would be, it's the name of the song is Conflict at the Checkout. And Connor wrote Conflict and then an at sign, the checkout. Right, not hard, right? Just no. a, like a fastball over the plate. No, and actually that's number five. Number four, mm-hmm. I would say, would be um, uh, we have a song called Turn to Dirt. <laughs> and um, he wrote turn the number two, like turn to colon dirt, like it's a movie sequel. <laughs> number three would be um, we have a song called What You Don't Know. And he wrote what you dunno. Like, uh, like an Australian man's name. <laughs> Hello. What you done, oh? <laughs> Pleased to meet you. How you going? Uh, um, number two on my list would be, uh, we have a song called, uh, <laughs> they're both really good. Uh, we have a song <laughs> called Bless Your Heart Brain. And uh, he wrote, bless your, and then he drew a heart, comma, and then he drew a brain. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, number one's going to be, we have a song called It's Not Too Late to Change Your Mind. And this he, is my pride and joy. Yeah, this one was pretty good. He wrote not, like the word not, two like the number two. He spelled late L and then the number eight. Like Avril Lavigne. <laughs> like, yep. Skater boy. Mm-hmm. Um, then another two. So we're at not too late two. And then he wrote CHG to abbreviate change. You are for your, 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 like a yurt, but and not, then, uh, and then the word mind. I liken that one to, uh, thanks for the memories by, uh, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> for the memories, for the memories. <laughs> and then there is, uh, half a drawing of a camel and then a drawing of a penis. I had to start, it. I had to start a song halfway through the camel and I never got back to finishing it. Yeah. His back leg, his back leg looks fucked up though. Yeah, it looks really weird, but the hump is like spot on, and you got the neck perfect. Yeah, and the penis looks really good. <laughs> the penis is exquisite. Yeah, it's you've done a good job on that one. That's actually going to be the cover of our first album. <laughs> the camel looking at the penis. Yeah, well, the half a camel looking at a penis. There's no <laughs> eyes even on the camel. It's just the outline of half of a camel. That's literally what it is. Half a camel. Uh, um, we watched the finale of Dexter. Finally, I know we're like a year behind on that. And it was so much better than all of season eight. Yeah. Um, and like, I've read a little bit about it and I agree with you on that. Season eight was a real not, slog. Not spectacular. Bunch of greasy farts to season eight. Yeah, that is uh yeah, that's our rating. Greasy farts to season eight. Um, but the finale, they did a good job with, I think. I think the finale was good and I'm pretty happy with it. I was very entertained for the finale, which I wasn't for all the rest of season eight. Oh yeah, I had really bad, really bad feeling about it, but I was emotionally invested again. Yeah, I was too. Like, uh, like the first part of it wasn't like great. Like it was still suspenseful. I liked mm-hmm. it, but as soon as spoiler alerts, um, as soon as Deb 
um, as soon as she like went into her coma thing, mm-hmm. that's when shit got real for me. Yeah, when the shit hit the fan. Yeah, when the shit hit the fan. Um, but I loved the uh, the goodbye that they had that they didn't realize was even a goodbye. Yeah, that was fucking heavy. Yeah, like it was. It was all about how Dexter deserves happiness. Which I I think he does, but I think from the beginning of that show, I knew that that wasn't going to be, there wasn't going to be a happy ending to that story. No. There's no way there could be. Um, But I think it definitely stayed true to all the characters. Except for fucking Harrison. My main complaint about season eight. Is Harrison. And his dumb fucking face. His dumb fucking face and his (laughs) dumb fucking, ow. 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 There's a scene where Harrison gets hurt, and it is the worst thing I've ever seen in but my life. But when he did get hurt, it was fucking triumphant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I got it. That was a big win for me. Slams his chin into that treadmill. <clears throat> <laughs> That's what you get. Okay, that sounds bad, but this kid's fucking annoying as shit. Yeah. Bring back cute Harrison. Cute Harrison. I would be fine if they just didn't acknowledge the fact that cute Harrison stayed a baby the whole time. Yeah, and he didn't For talk. For, like, four years. Didn't fucking talk. When he was a baby, he was cute as shit. When he got, like, to toddler status, like, two years old, cute as fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. Didn't talk, just, like, looked down at his toys and yep. smiled. Smiled real big. Smiled real big. They switched the kid out. They switched the kid out. The kid can talk now. Fuck that. Who gives a fuck about a kid talking? No, kids don't have anything cool to say. Nothing cool at all. And that kid's a smug little bitch, too. <laughs> True. Like, he gets to hang out with that babysitter all day, and he knows he's got it made. Yeah, because she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> anyway, but the the ending was really good. I liked the whole going into and dropping her off and then driving into the hurricane. I liked that. And I liked that they kind of made everybody... Like, I was kind of torn on the ending. Like, the very, like the very ending. Yeah, yeah. Like... I didn't like back. it at first. You didn't like it at first, but I I didn't either. Um, but after like reflecting, um, they they wanted it to seem like he had lost complete. Like everybody thinks he's dead. Like, mm-hmm. So there's no way that he's his influence can hurt anybody anymore. Right. And at the end, it's quiet. There's like nothing. Just super quiet. And that last shot where he looks into the camera, it's just nothing. It doesn't mm-hmm. even seem like he's there anymore. Yeah. So um, I think they did a good job with that. I like the the kind of poetry that's there. Yeah. Now that you say that, I don't hate it. I just didn't love it. <laughs> yeah. Because that whole show is just a journey of not necessarily about a serial killer. It, it, it's about a serial killer who kills, like a vigilante serial killer. But um, it's... It's not really that. It's a story of somebody who wants to live a normal life, which is kind of all of our stories, I think. Because we're all a little weird and we're all a little different, but that's kind of everybody's like main goal, if you think about it. It's is to they be want different. To fit in. Oh, we just said the opposite point. <laughs> everybody's main goal is to be different. Well, I mean, in a sense, but I mean, in in general, if you think about it, people just want them to like them. Most yes. People. Yeah. And people just want to be liked and admired. Not all people, but... I think in general, of, in, yeah. In, in a general, yeah. Or like acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. That's just human nature. 
But so yeah, it's super relatable for me. So I like it. I didn't like the last season, but I like the last episode. Yeah, and me I like too. The way that they finished. I feel the same way. Um, everything up until then, though, I like too. People said it dropped off after season five, but no, season seven was still fine with me. Season... I don't like Vogel that much. She wasn't in season seven, and that's oh, that's right. Yeah, she came in at season eight, so we didn't really even have time to connect with her. And that's what yeah, she was in season her. seven, wasn't she? Oh, season eight felt so long. <laughs> super long because it just drags and drags. Like, oh my honestly, god! The first, the first four episodes or so, I was like on board, and it wasn't as bad. Like I was like, okay, cool. If they follow this up, it's it's cool. But then it just kind of peters off after like halfway through, and then it's just super long for like five episodes. No, like five or six. Or yeah, it's real difficult. Yeah, but it's worth it for that last episode. So. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, we even came up with a drinking game for that, didn't we? We did. Do you have the rules on you? No, I can. I can look up um, some of them, but uh, one of them I could probably think of them. Yeah, let's just try to do it. Uh, one of them was anytime Dexter's at a computer. Yep, that's, that's a good, good one. one. Anytime he's in his kill uniform. Also very funny. He was in his kill uniform a lot in the last couple episodes. Yeah, it was. Like, even when he wasn't trying to kill. Yeah, and did you notice that Harry wasn't in the last episode at all? I didn't notice that, but that's I, I interesting. Mean, he, no, he wasn't, yeah, because, like, uh, a couple episodes back, like, he was outside. It was, like, right after Vogel had died. And there was no inner monologue during Vogel's death, too. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was outward. Like, you could see it all on his face instead of, like, inward. So that was another big thing, showing that transition of the character. Um but yeah, um, after Vogel died, like he had that moment and, uh, or it was like around that time, but he had a moment with Harry and then that was like basically Harry realizing that Dexter didn't need him anymore. And then Harry wasn't even in the last episode. Wow. And they cut down on his inner monologue, like almost completely in the last a season. A ton. Maybe, yeah. Which is also, I think another character choice. Cause but when they did do the monologue, it was pretty fucking pretty cheesy. Yeah. yeah. Just always just really on the nose with yeah. everything. And yeah, it wasn't good, but like straight exposition. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, it, it, it makes sense to kind of cut out the inner monologue and it was probably pretty hard to, to do that. And I think they succeeded at least in, in cutting it down. to <laughs> Yeah, they definitely did not have very much monologue. So, if that was their goal, they sure got that. Anyway, um, in season one and two, anytime Doak says motherfucker. Yep. Uh, that's a big one. I haven't doxed in a while, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's good to be back. Yes. <laughs> um, we also created n- numerous songs. Um, so many songs. Anytime LaGuerta. Get hit- it. Anytime LaGuardia would hit on Dexter in the first couple seasons, we would go, uh, do it again. Get it, LaGee. Maria LaGuardia, Maria LaGuardia. Yeah, she's a sexual tiger on the prowl. Yep, and anytime Batista would do anything trying to get with any chick. Get it, Batista. On oh, no, Batista. That's exactly what it is. That's all it is. For pretty much anyone. You can do it for any character. Yeah, it's true. Um, 
yeah, so that was that was the main melody for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, another rule. Get it, John Lithgow. Mommy, <laughs> mommy. Do do your do your Lithgow. What are you doing here, Kyle? <laughs> I didn't hear any anyone say they were thankful for me. Did you say you were thankful for me, Jonah? That's <laughs> like spot on. <laughs> it's so good. Shut up, cunt. <laughs> Um, another rule to the drinking game was anytime Quinn acts like a bitch, take a drink. Which is so fucking much in yeah, season eight. You dude. don't think about it, but in like the last four, like four seasons, dude, Quinn acts like a bitch all the fucking time. All the time. Like, it's uncanny. No one man should have all that bitchiness. No one man should have all that bitchiness. Don't roll off very well, but nope, it doesn't we tried. You can't blame me. Yeah, no, I can't. I said it first. <laughs> uh, anytime Dexter obtains evidence illegally. Which is also all the time. So many illegal searches. Mm-hmm. Illegal seizures. Dude, he's got at least, at least over 100 B&Es. Definitely. Oh, dude. 100? That's child's play. <laughs> Jesus. Anytime Dexter takes out his blood slides and rolls his fingers over them to calm himself down. <laughs> Anytime he, like, kind of stutters a breath. <laughs> yeah, that happens all the time. Uh, anytime the words code, ritual, or monster are said. Or dark passenger. Or dark passenger. Oh, get the fuck out of here, dark passenger. Dude, all the fucking time. I'm glad that that one chick called him out on that shit. She's just like, dick star. Dick Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> that was Lila. Lila. Uh, so, yeah. Big fans of that show. <laughs> Fucking just cut it off. I got a Walmart story. Yeah, tell me a Walmart story. Uh, Yo, my stomach hurts real bad. Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude. What you gonna do about that? Um, Probably wince for a while over here and listen to your Walmart story. Okay. And not it, contribute very much. It might not be a very long one, but I'll try to like make uh, it as long as possible. Hey, no, long. you do what you just gonna, do it. I'm I can gonna, um... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, uh I was at Walmart and I was really busy. I had a big line and I was helping this lady who was like so indecisive. Like I don't understand the indecisiveness that people can have. You're buying a $50 phone, and you're trying to decide whether you want a fucking $6 replacement plan. Just fucking make a decision. It's $6. And no, you don't want the replacement plan. Are you careful with your shit? If you're careful with your shit, you don't need it. Are you going to bitch about it if you have to wait for about a week? Then don't get it. Because you're going to have to wait for about a week. Everybody's. I need my phone. Now, I hear that so... Well, you probably fucking don't. (laughs) Because there are other phones around. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah, she was just completely indecisive and like just holding the lineup. And I'm like, lady, if you want to like decide, I can help these other people and you can decide. Anyway, finally she didn't decide to get it, which I didn't, I didn't hear the end of it after that either. But, uh, like, like I've been working like early, like morning shifts Mm -hmm. and people fucking remember you if you work the morning shift. Uh... I work at night. People are just like, whatever. But in the morning, like people seem to like, remember me. Like I get name dropped all the fucking time like i'll get phone calls from people one of which was this lady complaining 
about how she couldn't have, like, she didn't decide to get the replacement point. She's like, I wish I would have gotten it. She's really nice, though. She, she's a sweetheart. Anyway, um, she finally left the line, and uh, it was, I had this other lady, and they were, like, loud. And this lady, um, what was the name of Thor's hammer again? Mjolnir. Mjolnir. This lady was mjolnir She was fucking hammered. And she was... <laughs> Ba-boom! Ba-boom! I, uh, I asked her if she needed help, and she's like, yeah, can I get assistance, please? So I was like, nope. Yeah, no, that's what I thought, too. It's... But anyway, I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, I need this phone. So I went to grab the phone for her. And as I was grabbing it off, she was like, hey, can you set that up for me, too? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, all right, thanks. And then she slaps me on the ass. Get it! Eric him. It... It, this lady's like probably early 40s, late 30s. And her daughter was like, Mom, you can't just touch people. And I was like, Yeah, Mom, you can't just touch people. <laughs> <laughs> but you were into it. I wasn't. This lady was fucking haggard, dude. Okay. Just saying. Okay. She was. Her. Um, okay. Anyway, I go to set it up for her, and I told her it probably wasn't going to work. For some unrelated phone reason that I'm not going to explain. But it didn't work. And so I had to return it for her. And then she gave me $5. And that was really cool. You should probably be super stoked that you're on record about that. She didn't give me $5. I was just joking. That's what a wink sounds like. Yeah, it is. I'll put in a little ding there. I'll <laughs> no, take the Dexter won't. ding. <laughs> take the Dexter that's perfect. Um, I probably won't. No, yeah. It's all right. Nobody listens to this anyway. So. No, we got those six people. Six people. Are you guys going to tell? I don't think you guys are going to tell. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was one of my Walmart stories from the day. Get those headphones I can't, the fuck out of that here. Was, that one was an accident. Normally, yeah, I do that on purpose. Luke? Is that you? That's me. It's Luke. Oh, Luke. And then you just gator roll me. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys were wondering what it sounds like to uh, take a swig of beer, that was it. I'm not going to review what I'm drinking today because it's nothing special. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, you could say it's royal, though. Uh, yeah, you could say that it's the crown... Of the beers. Mm, maybe the male ruler of the beers. Yeah. The the king. Of beers? Of beers, possibly. <laughs> One could say that. You could. I wouldn't. One could say yeah. he's a friend. One could say a pal, maybe a bud. One could say, thank you for being a friend. Uh, I never watched the Golden Girls. Yeah, me either. I just know that song. Yeah, me too. I kind of want to watch the Golden Girls, though. I'm okay, I think. I mean, like, if I was in the right state of mind. I oh, could yeah, okay. watch the Golden Girls. I could probably do that. I mean, just for, like, a couple hours. Probably not very long. No. Uh, you want to hear a Zoltar story? I do. I might have to cut this short, dude. I'm fucking feeling it You're in feeling my stomach it. right now. You could pause it. Oh, no, let's just keep going. Okay. We're going to keep going, people, for you. For all six of you. Because we love you.
like our family. <clears throat> Entry number five. If you recall last week, um, we ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, Zoltar began to tell me the story of her mother, who, well, we'll, we'll get to it, I guess. Entry number five, September 5th, 2007. Zoltar told me about her mother today. She had mentioned that her mom had had some issues with druggins. Yeah, if you guys don't know... It's a damn shame. Druggins are uh, dragon drugs. They are um, basically... Same thing as as real drugs, like for people, but uh, for dragons. And Zoltar's mom is actually addicted to the worst type of uh, druggin. Like a, the heroin of druggins? Yeah, basically the heroin, the speedball of uh, druggins. Yikes. Yeah. That'll ruin your day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny because it's like normal stuff that we interact with all the time. It doesn't hurt us at all. It doesn't have any effect on us, but it totally gets dragons high. Like uh, pine needles. Really? Yeah, you would think it's weird. That's like, one of, that's like the pot of, of druggins. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like they'll just go and they'll just chill out in trees and eat some pine needles, mm. and, um, smoke with their with their fire breath. They uh, did you guys know? I bet you guys didn't know, but dragons are actually the number one number one cause of all forest fires. Oh, so only dragons can prevent forest fires? Exactly. I don't know what Smokey the Bear's fucking fucking get off for. my jock, Smokey. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they'll they'll just burn the pine needles and then just inhale all that smoke and it'll. And get them high, kind of. That's dope. Yeah, it's dope for dragons. Um, I told Zoltar to stay away from the stuff mm. because I'm a responsible parent. Yeah, you gotta be. Like, set a good example. Yeah, definitely. Get her on the right path. Anyway, um, she Zoltar, um, not Zoltar. Zoltar's mom was addicted to the worst kind of drugging, which uh, oddly enough was fucking ice because of the breed she was. Really. Yeah, so ice would just... And it, it varies on breed, too. Not the pine needles, but everything else kind of varies on breed. They all have their own... That seems super convoluted. It is pretty complicated, and she was explaining it to me, and she made like this chart and everything for each of the different breeds. There's a lot of different breeds of dragon, dude. Did you know that? No. Like, How many? I, at least 37. That doesn't seem like that much, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, at least that's the only... She said there were more, but that's all that she plotted out for me. She was going to plot out more, but we didn't have time. Why not? Um, I'm going to get to it. It's a sad story. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> um, she said that her mom did druggins every day when she was a little dragon. And see, her mom had her for a very little time when she was a little dragon. And uh, so that's just to let you know kind of how much her, do- her mom did it. Um, she said her mom would leave her outside all day while she flew around town looking for them. She said her mother flew all the way to the top of Everest to get her talons on some. That is super out of the way. Yeah, that's like, but if you think about it, they have the best snow on the top of Everest. Mm. Pure as shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I can tell Zoltar is having a hard time. I tell her that it's okay, 
because she has me now. Um, she keeps crying, so I tell her we can go out and look for her. That's when Zoltar's eyes lit up. She got so excited. Thus started our trip to find Zoltar's mother. Dot dot dot. Next week, you will oh find my out gosh. more in that story. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger indeed. How's your stomach doing, buddy? Uh, not great. Do you want to pause for a minute? I can't. Pause. I'm in fresh clothes. Shit, guys. You have no idea what just happened. Hey, Eric. Why am I in fresh clothes? Um. So, the apocalypse just happened in our house. Uh-huh. And, and it came st- from my stomach. And your stomach, apparently. Um, we had to pause because Summer, Connor was having stomach issues. Um, what kind of... like? Hey, was, they were there for that. What, I know they were there for that, but like, <laughs> why don't you just tell them like, what exactly was going on? It was just like a lot of pressure that was like pushing in all directions of my stomach. Pascal-like, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, just pushing on all, all areas of my midsection. Oof. So I went upstairs. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll go fucking take a poop. Let it all out, right? Nothing. Nothing doing. So I lay down on the couch, and that's when shit hit the fan. Like, <laughs> all of that pressure just started moving up my body. I'm like, oh, no, I need to go now. Yeah, I, I stood, I, like, I was, in, I was outside. I was having a cigarette, and then I came back inside, and I was like, hey, you feel better? And he was like, no. <laughs> and so he, like, kind of came towards me, and he had, like, as soon as I was like, well, how, like, how how does it feel bad? Like he had his, his hand over his mouth and just like too late to say that I was going to puke. No. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't sound good. And then it just started. And then the sound, just the like (laughs) almost click that happens right in your (laughs) chest where your throat starts. I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. And so, yeah, he just started throwing up everywhere in the living room. Like five minutes ago, like fistfuls. Yeah, fistfuls, and uh, so we just cleaned that up, and so that's why we had a little pause, so just so you guys know. And it's still in the back of my nose. That's the worst part about throwing up, dude. It's still, like, right there, and you have to deal with it. No more fucking pressure in my stomach, though. I tell you what. I bet you feel much better than you did a few minutes ago. But we're not going to let that stop us. Why would we? I mean, we might let it. Shorten us. Shorten us. Might be a short episode. This Concon needs a sleep now. Yeah, me too. Um, so, what you listening to? Um, I've been listening to a ton of Andrew Jackson Jihad. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix's own Andrew Jackson Jihad. Uh, Go on. Specifically, they have a record from 2012. It's a live album, just called "Live at the Crescent Ballroom." It's very, very good. It's very good. It's an enjoyable listen. Uh, he writes very funny and at times poignant lyrics. Um, band's way tighter on this record than like old Andrew Jackson Jihad records. Like real tight. Yeah, I was noticing that last because this is the live record, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were listening to it last night and... Uh, I really like, it's like, they remind me of Joyce Manor, but like with funnier songs. Yeah. Like I can understand the lead singer a little bit more, but mm-hmm. like that kind of like short song punk rock type thing. These are actually like deceptively long songs. Really? Yeah. They they get up to like three minutes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They seem a lot shorter. Um, 
but yeah, really, really dug what I heard. Um, they seem like they have a good presence too, just from what I heard them talking to the crowd. Yeah, so. they're just real fun. Real fun guys. Real fun dudes. It's called Live at the Crescent Ballroom, Andrew Jackson Jihad. Y'all should listen to it and tell me what you think. What kind of music is that? It's, oh God, I guess folk punk is how it's classified. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What you listen to? Um, lately, I have been listening to um, Adult Film by Tim Kasher. Tim mm-hmm. Kasher is the lead singer of Cursive. Um, they're like, it's kind of hard to describe what they're like. They're uh, real weird. Real weird, yeah. Um, they use a lot of like horns and stuff, but they do like a lot of concept stuff, and that's what I like. And this album's got a lot of like conceptual themes. What I really like about his songwriting is that he like has seriously just like figured out who he is, and his lyrics like really describe him very well. Yeah, like he knows his flaws, and he like puts them into words really well. Um, but yeah, this album's like a lot, it's, it's different than uh cursive. It's more of a, it's a solo effort. So it's not as full like band. There's still drums and stuff on it, but it's not, doesn't feel like a cursive record. Um, I'd say my favorite tracks are, they're all really good. Actually, the more I listen to it. Um, but I really like the willing cuckold and, Where's your heart lie? Actually, first four songs. Yeah, American Lit and Truly Freaking Out are both really good. Yeah, Truly Freaking Out is. I'm a big fan of that uh, one. I wanted to read you the lyrics to one of the songs because I was like looking it up. And I was like, this is really good. Let's see if I can. Oh, it's still pulled up. Lay down your weapons. You don't want to hurt no one in any way. What's done is done. Sure, it was wrong, but blood will beget blood. Do you really? Do you really want? To rake me over the coals, your past dues in the trash, but the bags are still out on the curb. Mere feet from my happy home. Mine was a landmine left out in the unkempt yard. Cigarette butts stained with lip gloss. You'd been away on a four-day weekend. I could have picked them up, but what's the fuss? You could use the clue, and hey, they could have been my sisters. You don't know, and it's killing you. Lay down your weapons. You don't know how to use that thing. Are you even sure which way it's pointing? You're familiar with the first to cast a stone. Your motives are too shaky to weigh slash ring true. The problem lies not in that we fight, but the weapons that we choose. So lay down your weapons, lay your weapons down, lay your weapons down. Yeah. Fucking, that song is really goddamn good. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been listening to, and I like it. Killer. I'm going to start listening to that again. Yeah, definitely should. Um, so I guess we're going to wrap it up. Popping those peas. Pop them. Um, so what's the song this week? It's that. Okay. So the song this week is song of the week this week. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's a song I actually wrote. Um, I wrote the progression for it like three months ago, but at the time it was about something completely different. So the words, I never really liked the words to it. And so I rewrote the words and now it's about something else. And, this is an acoustic version of it. It's actually the first song in our set. It used to be called Where Are You Gonna Sleep? And now it ain't. Now it's not called that. So enjoy. Here's an acoustic version of that song. What?
Bye-bye. Spewing your poison in me I couldn't care less That you can't communicate And wear your heart on a sleeve I'm not to blame For your shitty mistakes You know damn well I warned you all about The time it takes Do you only aspire To raising complaints Well I hate to break it but it's not me, I'm a fucking saint, I'm a fucking saint I'm upset, I'm upset Nobody can care for you like I I'm do. the best, I'm the best And what I do but you will get the best of I'm my distressed, mind. I'm distressed Once I get over it You can fuck me over anytime you like Can you back me up on anything? You're supposed to be there for me when I need it, but I guess you disagree. Well, don't mind if I raise the stakes. You're ignorant to think that you could ever be in charge of me. Do you only aspire to taking complaints? Five years time, I'll have made it while well, you haven't made a fucking thing Not a goddamn thing, and I think I am upset, I am upset Nobody can care for you like I I'm do. the best, I am the best and what I do, but you won't get the best of I am my distressed, mind I am distressed, But I guess I'll get over it You can fuck me over anytime you like How it ends, it's how it starts I'm leaving, I'm fiending for the days that I am gone This isn't how it ends, it's how it starts I'm leaving, I'm leaving I am upset Nobody can care for you like I I'm do I am the best, I am the best
And what I do that you will get the best of I'm my mind I'm distressed But I guess you'll get over it You can fuck me over anytime you like We had a good life Jack the Ripper Middle name T, I guess you could take it like that. Jack T. Ripper. Yeah, if his middle name is The. Yeah. Um, at least in his title, that would be the middle mm-hmm. initial. So, Jack, Jack T. Jack, Jack T. Ripper. T. Ripper. Jack Tripper from Three's Company. Done and done, dude. <laughs> it's over. That's dude. unfucking believable. You <laughs> solved the mystery. Dude, give me my fucking money. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. Give somebody, him his money. Give, him give me his my prize money. for that because I put that shit together, folks. It's real. Recognized. Yeah, John Ritter, woman murderer. <laughs> yeah, dead now cannot be brought to justice. Dude, nobody's ever gonna know the truth. Real roulette with Zach and Biggs. She covers her body with chicken fat. Completely naked. Yep. Goes running through the camp, and every girl tries to stop her. But they can't. But they can't because it's chicken chicken fat. She slips through them. No, it has been established she's been trying to get at the other black girl. It doesn't even look like they're even touching her. No, she's the worst acting ever. No, no, no. I just like to imagine that she's the Barry Sanders of this prison camp. Like, when she turns it on, ain't nobody can stop her. Shooting the shit show. Who would win between Heisenberg and Godzilla? I came to the conclusion that Heisenberg would poison him with rice, and Joe was saying he'd find a way to chemically alter something in the sea and dissolve him. (laughs) There are two very unknown chemicals that, when combined, (laughs) react to dissolve kaiju monsters. Socks off his battle. Would you say that the Necronomicon is a MacGuffin of sorts? No, this is a single book, bound in few and flesh, inked in blood. Brandon, are you familiar with what a MacGuffin? I have no idea. <laughs> it's essentially an object, a person, or a place that doesn't really matter, but it's a put in place to drive the plot forward. Because, see, I appreciate a film that knows how to use its literary device as well. It is a literal literary device. <laughs> Montucky Sky. What, what if that? we get Fastbender as, like, the, the sadistic yes. ruler of yes. this dystopian future? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. we have the already sick and twisted Fastbender as the king, and he's getting whispers from someone even more sick. Sadistic and Willem Dafoe. Jesus is Robocop. This is no longer the driving force of this movie. Uh huh. Not safe for network.